Yeah. We got Thursday night time machine. <laughs> what are the standings? Uh, two zero two making. Zero making. Oh. Which I was bummed because uh, oh. after. Well, I'm sorry, but you've kind of been dominating this. Well, you know, Thursday night time. Sure, he has been. Years. He's been dominant. You know, and God, God giveth, God taketh away. I wanted to say Thursday night time machine, no sideburns. I wanted to say when the Eagles <laughs> were up, I wanted to say, you know, this is Chris's best start. It's the first time that Macon wasn't like four and zero through the yeah, first no. four weeks. You were, you had you that know, ready to rock. You know, yeah. guys, congratulations. I just want to say this: I don't care about the stupid game anymore. <laughs> I mean, I used to care. It's just not, there's too many things going on. So congratulations, Macon's kicking my ass, but it's a new Thursday. Hey, you can cut the lead in half. A new yeah, Thursday. Right. It's yeah. a new Thursday, and uh, math is going to come into play. We're both on the Niners. Okay. 16 is a push. 15 and under is Macon. Macon has Niners 28, Giants 13. Chris wow. has 17 and up. It's 30-13 uh, Niners. Wow. The line's what, 10, 10 and a half? It should be more. Yeah. And that's what concerns me. It feels like easy money. It's not going to be easy. No money, Saquon. Is it? I so, don't know. I, yeah. Okay. Congrats on making us off to a 2 and 0 start. Go we Giants, have, I guess. We have uh, our previews. The Greenlight Podcast welcomes you. First thing, we catch a little Thursday night recap after that Thursday night time machine win of Chris. This is the first time he's been this close to making this early in the season. So we get a recap from him, a little fridge talk of the game between the Giants and the 49ers. And then we break down week three in the NFL. We'll have our marquee games, our second tier, best of the rest, with some very special designations for each one. So tune in for that, get some good info, and a few betting tips if you place a couple wagers this weekend. Then it's Stanford Steve, per usual on Friday. He's going to run you through the college football slate this weekend, what's going to go on at game day, Alabama Old Miss, Notre Dame, Ohio State, the big games. And we do our locks, more betting tips, which are more like latches at this point. We're all kind of hovering right around 500. So maybe send us a view. If you're like a game or two, mention it on the YouTube channel, comment, throw it in the mentions on Twitter. Maybe we'll use one of your takes. And to wrap it up, we've got Admin. Admin with Chris and Macon. We go to the offices of Sterling Cooper to break down some of the biggest stories from the NFL this week. Also, Chris Cup making sideburns. You'll hear it a couple times throughout the show, but it'll be a good clip out later of Chris the Barbershop Man going to town on those beefy sideburns of Macon's. Y'all enjoy. We'll be live streaming on Sunday. Make sure to check us out on the Greenlight YouTube channel, and we'll be back live on Monday. Sorry I'm late. And also, I want to dedicate this fridge talk to Coach Prime, who's been dominating the podium, doing the damn thing, quite frankly, like I aim to do every Thursday, same time, same place, in front of this Sub-Zero, okay? Uh, I do this for the 107 brave souls, give or take a few, that are going to consume this content on any level. I understand the retention rate's not great. I see it in my head pictures. It's going down right now but I appreciate you. And if Andrew Luck can go out there to the Amazon set dressed like Ulysses S. Grant, I can do a fridge talk.
Um, the game was sloppy. The Giants were too sloppy. Can't win like that without Saquon. The game was chippy. Kind of liked seeing it. Trent Williams, I'm not telling on the guy. I'm not trying to be a cop here. But, you know, America saw it. He punched a guy kind of hard. Didn't wind up much. Scared the shit out of me, honestly. I've never seen somebody punch somebody so hard without winding up. And uh, probably a bottom five guy in the league that I want to get punched by. Don't know about you. I'm not going to give away my big board or rank them. Because you don't want somebody to sneak you because you ranked them four instead of two. Another Trent just popped into my head. Trent Brown, that's a big guy. Keon White now. All right, I don't want to give you too much. But yeah, like Trent Williams, terrifying. And guys were doing judo. They were doing sketchy shit to each other in the piles. It was there was some sketchy business being done. Now, it was a fun game. If you had the under, you love to see Tyrod Taylor and Sam Darnold. These are good signs for the total. And then on top of that, you get to meet Brock Purdy's high school coach, who seems like a lot of fun. The guy seems great. Another sunglasses wearer. Um, my first thought was, that's, uh, that's Brock Purdy's dad. Then I thought that might be Dennis Quaid. And then I was like, it's kind of fucking late for sunglasses. But, you know, and I know how the whole time zone thing works. It was pretty dark here. It doesn't mean it's dark at Levi's, but I'm just saying. Now, I'm not hating. I like the look, as you can see. Giants fans, you thought I was going to turn the lights off on me like at the bar. It's closing time. But Giants fans, they don't want to hear the positivity. I'll give you something positive. How about that lad at linebacker you got, McFadden? You know, it's a fucking Irish showdown at the pylon. He plays through McCaffrey's hands beautifully. All right, we're going to do a layup line shuffle. All and right. Then we're going to get some football. Why don't you start so I can get off of uh, Leo the truck? Okay. He's requested. Layup line shuffle. Dark side, the shadows of night. Come back to me, baby. Okay. You happy with that? Yeah, I know. Medium happy. Okay, medium happy. All right. We get three? Uh, three apiece? Yeah. Three apiece. Go ahead, Mike. Okay. Hit the forward button. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's gonna take a little while. This is Pig by Dave Matthews Band. How we'll move our lives for another day. It's like skipping a beat. Uh, okay, I didn't know. <laughs> live at Fenway Park. Pig's a great song. Okay. Uh, something about... um. You, you, you greedy little pig, you know? Life's great, you greedy little pigs. We're all greedy little pigs. Yeah. All right. All right, next. Okay. Beast and Dragon, Spoon. It's a decent song. I'm not, I'm kind of striking out today. Okay. Ooh. Not Con a great start. Controversial. Take Me Home, Country Roads. John Ooh. Denver. Yeah, you're probably going to win the whole That's thing. Country Roads. Leader in the clubhouse. Okay, every, it all comes down to this. Oodles and noodles, babies. Meek Mill. And the story goes on. If you make it, you amazing. What up? Okay. <laughs> yeah, for the people in Meek Philly. Mill. Okay. I think it's going to be John Denver. But Ooh. I just love to lay you down. Conway Twitty. I'll let you know how much it means just having you around. Oh, my God. You're having a day. Look at that. Okay. Uh... Fuck, I love that song. No, I love Conway Twitty. Uh, just love to lay you down. You going, Meek Mill? How about Conway Twitty's lettuce situation? Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at this. Lego man lettuce. Unbelievable. Looks like a werewolf. Uh, 
All right, so yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I, I'm going to lose. So you, I concede. You just picked the layup line. So. Okay. Okay. It's Conway Twitty. Okay. Okay. Yes, good. 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 Conway yeah, Twitty. That was the right. Right out of those six. That's the right call. I still love to lay you down. Lay you down and softly whisper pretty love words in your ear. All right. So let's get into our previews. And we asked the guys. Some people like the tiering system. Uh, I don't some know. people love some the people tiering. didn't love the tearing oh. system probably last year it was or last week it was adult film actors mm-hmm. uh, tears one two and three uh, we won't go back through that but let's let's pick a new tier we asked the guys to bring us a couple subcategories to pick from guys what do you got we have our own that we we're pretty sure we're gonna roll with but maybe you guys can pull off an upset my suggestion is, looking at the slate, we have an under weekend. There's going to be a lot of okay. unders. I'm thinking under the line. I'm thinking short. Short kings. Could be short kings. I went short athletes. So our top tier is Lionel That's Messi, good. the GOAT. Yeah. Mm. Middle tier, Spud Webb. Okay. Points a game, six assists. That's pretty good. Bottom tier is your Doug Flutie games. Oh, the Doug Flutie <laughs> disrespect. Oh. Well... Remember those extra points, those drop kicks? Yeah, I do. Very cool. I do. Flutie flakes. Okay, that's pretty good. All right. Matt? I went with blue-collar jobs. Oh, nice. Save that. Put that in the back pocket for another week because that's pretty good. Okay, Reed? I, I went uh, Denver Broncos-themed. Uh, Russell Wilson, Sierra, and Future. I haven't decided which is the bottom between Russell Wilson and top. Future. I think it's Russell. Oh, okay. So Sierra's not, Sierra's not number one. I, I don't know. I, 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 I think Sierra's in the middle. You know what I'm saying, players? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying? Nope. I don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, I wonder what depth of target is. What we're gonna... <laughs> Anyways, we'll... we'll uh... Russell's, Russell's a shallow drop guy now. Yep. Okay, so anyways, we're going to go tier, tier... Pitch me your idea. All right. U.S. president. Okay, can I expand it to world leaders a little bit? Okay. Just for one or I two. I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. For sure. I, you know, this honest Abe Lincoln is seemingly unassailable. Yeah. You know, a top tier sort yep. of guy. Yep. And then you got plenty of bad presidents. And then you got your uh, your sleepy Joe Bidens, you know? Yeah. Could be a good game. Mm-hmm. Maybe it won't be. Okay. I kind of like just naming each game after a president. Okay. All right. <laughs> or a world leader. Okay. Okay. Let's just. You've go always into, been a high motor guy. Let's go until we run out. All right. Okay. So what's our first game? Titans are at the Browns. Yeah. Titans. This, this game's the John Quincy Adams game. Okay. It's ugly. <laughs> all right, all right. John Quincy Adams was unsightly. I already love Fucking this. Fucking look at this guy. Look at John Quincy Adams. Oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, maybe it should be the Martin Van Buren game. Yeah, it's a little worse. Yeah, it's nightmare fuel. Yeah, it's a tougher head shake. I think my kids saw Martin Van, Pure, Van Buren uh, peeking out of the closet last night. Like, that's <laughs> that's disgusting. That's scary. All right, so this game's going to be gross. The Steelers, I mean, okay, we're not talking about the Steelers, but the Steelers and the Browns played uh, Monday night. The Steelers are playing the Raiders. So, you know, of the two options there on a short week, the Raiders or the Tennessee Titans, which is like... I mean, these guys are a rolling ball of butcher knives. It hurt. Uh, it hurts to play yeah. these guys. Um, the Browns, thankfully, hosting Tennessee. The Titans have had luck, okay? No Camara first, first week. No Eckler second week. No Chubb mm-hmm. this week. Everybody knows why. Um, and by the way, do you think dirty play? No. Okay, I didn't think so either. But, God, like, you turn on the internet, 
and it almost changes your mind. There's so many people. Beware of the internet. Uh, the Browns offense, they signed Kareem Hunt, four, four mil, one year. Uh, Ford did a good job. I, I do think Pittsburgh's run defense without Cam Hayward in there, I, I gave him credit for being scrappy, but they got smaller guys in there. That was a tough matchup for them, but Ford went off. Obviously, the one run was a lot of it. And it was busted. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm not like a big Browns guy, but you know Deshaun's got to get his completion percentage up. The efficiency's not there. He's just hovering north of 50%. He had the pick six last week, the sack fumble, which aren't really all on him, but he has always carried the ball like a loaf of bread, right? Uh, and I didn't think um, I, I, I didn't think the pick six. I thought the pick six was tipped. So you know, I was just watching all twenty-two. I had to miss that one because I was in transit. So you know, like that's that's going to be the thing. Is like, can you take care of the football? This is a game where it's going to be trading possessions, field position, physicality. Jedrick Wills is a bit of a liability at this point. I mean, he had a tough week last week. Uh, I really liked what I saw from the big guy, Dewan Jones. I'm not saying he locked down TJ Watt, but that big son of a gun was fighting out there. He was, I mean, he was just keeping it alive. Uh, he was, he was surviving the down. And I think that they might have found their guy. I mean, he's not perfect, but they might have found their guy out there. You see these two Deshaun Watson face masks? Yeah. What's Deshaun Watson doing out there? Touching people. I mean, toting the rock and literally ripping down defenders by their face mask. Touching the refs, touching the face mask. It was it was very odd uh, to say he's at a crossroads. Like I, there's no. I, you know, I got I got I've said this, and I think a lot of people assume that Deshaun's going to go back to who he was and all that stuff. But like, I know how mental this game is, and when you've got all that stuff following you around, and you escape from all those civil cases, and you're not going to jail or nothing, you're still out there on the field. And I'm pretty sure when he wakes up every day, he's thinking about that. He's thinking about you know the way people don't like him anymore. Uh, you know, the time off definitely makes him rusty. And he's just kind of up and down right now. And I think he puts a ceiling on their team that we didn't anticipate there being, especially with Nick Chubb out. So he's got to play better. And it's not like he just started. Last year, he had like a few games to ease into this thing in a Stefanski offense that should have been drawn up for him because they were just he was just sitting on the sideline for most of the season. So it's not like he's a rookie. It's not like his first year in Stefanski's offense. He's got to take that next step. And, and then for the Titans, I think the whole key is how do you deal with the rushers? And when you looked at him last week, I thought, and I'll talk about this later, the Chargers let them off the hook. Um, you know, and, and I thought they had a good plan, cut pro, screen, move the pocket. You get the tight end and running back chip to Dillard's side. You'll see that again. And they really struggled on Dillard's side anytime they could run games or that sort of thing. Take your shots when the guys get a blow. You know, get in your drop back passing game. If Miles Garrett can't play 80 plays, you know, take a look. Zadarius Smith, is he going to be up? That's what they did last week. And they hit, they hit two big shots. So, you know, hit play action shots. Tannehill's not great against zone. That's what they'll just sit back and run. The Browns cover guys are great as much as you like to man them up. In some situations, I think Ward and Hopkins will be a fun matchup. But, you know, they'll just sit back and play zone and let the rushers rush. And I think that's probably the right thing to do. I want to shout out a guy on the Tennessee Titans who had a great week and flew under the radar. We were worried about Mac and Bosa, right? I think Bosa's playing really well. We just had Mac on the show. Mac's a dog. But Hubbard had a really nice game against him. I mean, Chris Hubbard's a guy who's been around. He's been kind of that swing tackle, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, 
uh, and now he's in Tennessee, and that really allows them to take a deep breath, a sigh of relief, especially with Skaronsky down. Um, I don't know if he's going to play this week. He was down last week, and Dillard is an absolute liability over there. So having one tackle that you can say, okay, this guy can survive. He did a really nice job. I want to shout him out. The Saints are 2-0 and by a total of four points, and they're two-point dogs in Green Bay this week. Aaron Jones practicing Thursday. Yeah, this is the Malzadong game because, you know, like the, the Packers are publicly owned. That's all I had. Oh, good. That's uh, nice. Yeah, okay. So That's he, well thought out. Thank you. I appreciate it. We need more shots to Shahid and Olave. Yeah. Open this thing up a little bit. I want to shout out Trevor Penning, who had a really good game last week. I was worried about uh, Trevor Penning coming off of week one after a- asking Mickey Loomis, how's he doing? He's like, oh, he's doing pretty good. You know, he's coming along. When you got that kind of like tone out of a coach or a GM, you're like, okay, that's a thing in camp. Like, you need to see him take the next step in the passing game. And I thought he did a nice job. They have to run the ball. They got one more week without Alvin Kamara. And if they can come out of this thing unscathed, I I think they're going to feel really good about their chances going down the stretch. I remember when I was in New England and we didn't have Tom Brady the first month of the season. It's like, man, if we can just get out of this thing. Now, obviously, the two teams that are very different, but Jimmy G stepped up. There have been guys that have stepped up for the Saints offensively. Taysom Hill had some nice design run stuff last week. And with Green Bay, we're going to find out if if they're actually really bad um, as a run defense because they've played. I mean, they had Bijan Robinson last week. Uh, they had the Bears the first week. It's a tough opponent on the ground. I mean, um, this has got to be a week that they swell up and say, hey, like, there's no Alvin Kamara here. Let's 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 stand up to this run game. Let's stand up to the run game. And let's force Derek Carr to beat us. Um, you know, Jordan Love is your number one ranked passer through two weeks. Incredibly. Get your shots. You got two big DPI shots last week that paid off for you. Wicks played a good game. Dobbs is a weapon. Um, you know, beware of that New Orleans rush group. I think this is a really fun matchup to watch because the even with the injuries, and I don't know if Bakhtiari's up this week or not. I don't know if you guys know that, but the Green Bay line has done a pretty good job, even with the guys that they've had to shuffle. Their pressure rate has been like 10.2%. So a good matchup. you got a mobile quarterback who's not getting pressured. And the New Orleans defensive line played much better last week, I thought, winning their individual matchups. They got after the Titans, but they also manufactured a lot of pressure too. And I thought last week it was fun to see those guys winning on the edge. Uh, and the back end is tough for New Orleans with Lattimore, Adebo, and, and, and Honey Badger. So I actually think it's going to be a good game. That's why I put it up here in Tier 1, uh, which you can, you can name the, 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 the main tier. Mm-hmm. But that's my Mausadon game. Uh, what's next? The return of Jeff Okuda. The ah. Atlanta's in Detroit. Atlanta's 2-0. Detroit's 1-1. One one. Basically everybody questionable on the Detroit offense. This line started at Lions minus five. It's now Lions minus three. So this is good theater, and I think it's there's going to be some shot taking. So I, this is the Abraham Lincoln game. Oh. And uh, I actually think it might be the best game on the slate. I'm really excited about these two teams. Who would have thought two years ago you'd say, hey, Atlanta and Detroit, week three is going to be the best game on the slate. And I love Atlanta in this spot for a lot of reasons. Uh, number one, is is St. Brown up? Um, if he's not up, they really need to lean into Gibbs and, and Laporta. Turf toe, careful. You got to be careful with that turf toe. And, you know, like for Atlanta, the run game, you know, if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, if I'm Arthur Smith, 
I'm saying, hey, let's look at that Carolina game last year where with the season on the line, Detroit couldn't stop anything. I mean, it was 300 yards of rushing inside zone, uh, split inside zone, so where the tight end comes across the formation and kicks out. Anytime you had a puller kicking out, um, they had some good zone read stuff working. Carolina ran all over these guys, and they had to win that game. It turned out to keep them out of the playoffs, and that was a game they should have won. So 42 rushes for 300 yards. I know that's like last year's team, but I would be looking at that game plan, and there are things that Atlanta does well. The Falcons offensively saw the third most heavy boxes last week, and they got to make them pay. They got to, you know, when, when I've talked about Desmond Ritter, um, you know, I, I, think, I think if he just takes a couple steps forward, this is a really dangerous team. Uh, and I'll be interested to see him taking those steps. Pitts on linebackers. Okay, last week we saw Seattle and Detroit play. Detroit usually plays a lot of quarters, right? They played more quarters in week one than week two. And they stayed out of quarters, okay? And crossers are the thing you get in quarters for, right? And, and the tight ends absolutely killed the Lions last week. It was like the linebackers couldn't run with them. That's going to be a matchup. I don't know how you, you get there, but Pitts on the, the second level of that defense. And with Brian Branch stepping up, like the communication in the back end was, was such a, an issue that, by the way, you got to pick on number 23 for the Falcons. Um, he, I mean, he absolutely got picked on last week, but Kirby Joseph cited crowd noise outward. I mean, he's like, shit, he's like, well, communication was an issue. The home crowd was an issue for us. You know, this is going to be a week playing an offense like this that's really dynamic and multiple that you've got to communicate. And the second, the second level, all eyes are going to be on them. Pitts, four catches on eight targets through two games. Probably not enough. It's got to be more, and this is a good week to get to it. Uh, and, and the last thing is this. The rushers were close a lot. You know, Atlanta, Seattle did a good job last week against the Lions and keeping the numbers down in the pass rush. It wasn't like they hit Geno a bunch. It wasn't like they sacked him a bunch. But also Geno was getting the ball out at times and extending plays at times in a really veteran-savvy way that I don't know if Desmond Ritter is going to be able to do. McGarry... Um, who graded out pretty terribly on PFF, uh, actually had a decent game, I thought, against the Packers. I mean, he's a great matchup for Hutchinson. I think Hutchinson, with everything he throws at this guy, he's like a third-step turn guy puncher. The inside move's going to be there. You've got to take advantage of that matchup better than the Packers did. And then Bergeron at left guard had a really rough, rough week. So if you're Detroit's defense, you need to look at that. And then the Falcons' defense has limited explosives. I mean, like... Look at where they are this year in two games. They've given up two explosives, and then the last three years it was 15, 12, and 12 at this at this point. So they've improved. The safety plays improved. you got to test that Atlanta run defense, um, and I really like the rushers in that group. So this is going to be a fun game. I lean Atlanta, uh, but this is going to be a fun game, the, uh, the, the Abraham Lincoln game. L.A. Chargers are at the Minnesota Vikings. Combined 0-4, four of those losses, all four losses by combined 14 points. This is the William Hen Henry Harrison game because yeah. one of these teams is going to be dead in about 30 days in because like, that was what happened to William Henry yeah. Harrison. He was like, congratulations, you're the president. And then it was like pneumonia. He was, I mean, probably the way to do it. Yeah, and I don't know when Brandon Staley you know, gets that, that, that tap on the shoulder on the team playing or if the Vikings are going to be out of it after this Sunday. But one of these teams is going to be in serious trouble if they lose this game. So if you like desperation, if you like two teams that are just fighting for their lives, this is the game 
Kirk Cousins has been balling, 112 passer rating, a second in the league. And what's the answer for Jefferson? Okay, because he's going to run rough shot on you if you don't change something. And I think it's a little bit outside the box, but the guy that you traded to go get in New England, who's a good man corner, I know we forgot about him because they've been trying to do all this other stuff that he's not good at. JC Jackson, you know, like ton of crossers, guys running through the middle of the field, you know, multiple levels of them. You got to man up some. And my question for the Chargers, and we, we've beaten this to death, but the matchups, I go back and look at that Chargers game. I felt like they left, they let those guys in Tennessee off the hook. And there were too many plays that I was like, where's Joey Bosa? You know, and I don't know if they're doing this like, hey, you're a veteran. We need to put you on a pitch count. Um, at times, we're going to move you inside. We're going to try to take advantage of matchups inside. I, I just felt like they got a little cute. It's like you have an advantage there. Let's try to win because on the other side, Hubbard had the thing locked down. And uh, so when you look at the pass game, one week you got Taylor on Hill in the biggest third down of the game. The next week you've got Gilman on Hopkins in the biggest third down of the game. I'm starting to wonder if Staley knows how to dictate matchups. You know, he might be a good scheme guy, but if you can't dictate the right matchups on Sunday, you get hurt. And so you should be able to stop the run. That's the good news. Atlanta, not a great rushing team, although they did grab Akers. Uh, and, you know, that, that, that's the type of game you come in and say, hey, we have to stop the run. We, it has to be like 10 yards. It has to be 15 yards. It has to be like we have to play the game of our lives up front so that we can, with the box counts, play with how many guys we have back in coverage and take care of this this problem, this burning building behind us. Highest total of the week at about 54 points. And it probably should be. In a, um, a one-point line. You, you got to be better in the red zone. If they're better in the red zone, this overheads. That's right. I mean, there were two, two touchdowns out of five trips last week. Buffalo. And, and Herbert's going to see blitz. 54, 54% on the year from Brian Floyd. Herbert's going to see blitz. 54% on, on the year from Brian Flores. He's just pissed off. Greg Williams, he used to say, you know, like, if I'm mad and we're not playing well, I'm just going to blitz. And it's the same thing with Flores. And I've been really impressed with how hard that defense has played. They came out Thursday. It's like that team got better. They're actually worse. Like, they're 0-2. They'll be worse at the end of the season. But the, either the Eagles got a little worse or they got better because I felt like they were more competitive defensively. The second-level defenders were throwing their faces in the fan as Al Groh used to say. And I, I really like what Brian Flores has done to, to change the attitude of this defense. Hey, run to the roar, as Mike London used to say. That doesn't work as well. Buffalo is in Washington. This seems to be a stay-away game for the gambling community. Buffalo is favored by 6.5. Commies are 2-0. and oh. Well, listen, this, this might be one of those Cyclone games, right? Um, I don't know if the, if the Cyclone is going to hit uh washington the nation's capital but this is actually a sneaky tough spot for the bills i think um it's a big line i think they're going to win the game it's like a touchdown that sort of thing but Howell, i went back and looked at him and you know take it with a grain of salt he's played denver and arizona okay like these rushers are going to be pretty good you know matt milano they're the best screen game in the league right now the eric Bieniemy effect their running back screens are the best in the league, and it's a real weapon uh, if they can use it right. But a huge matchup for me is going to be getting that screen game going against an aggressive Buffalo defense and Matt Milano, who in my opinion is just as good as anybody when it comes to sniffing out screens and that sort of stuff that's off schedule. Um, you know, I thought Howell played well. Throws over the middle of the field. The two-minute 
you know, where he hit the right the right sideline uh, and hit the tight end for a big game. The touchdown to McLaurin in traffic, he put it between three people. Now we're going to find out this week maybe if they're more like the no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah throws. We've been It's been working out for him. Um, but two of five in the red zone week one and then three of three in the red zone week two. I think uh, if you're Buffalo, you make them earn everything and, and, and try to tighten up in the red zone because the passing game, if Howell plays this way, is a plus. You know, they're actually not bad. Um, key matchups across the board, Spencer Brown against Sweat. And I went back and looked at these commanders' rushes, stealing a little bit here, talking about the defense, but a lot was made of all the pressure numbers that Young and Sweat had. I thought Jonathan Allen had the best game out of them. He was the most disruptive, and a lot of those pressures were Russell Wilson extending plays, which is good. It's good to see from Russell. The drop target was deeper, that whole thing. We'll talk about that when we get to the Dolphins game. But that's going to happen when you've got Russell out there. Invariably, you're going to get pressure because he's, he extends ball games and, and, and plays. Sorry. Um, I think those guys are going to have a similar test this week in Josh Allen, just a harder guy to get on the ground and a better team. In uh, the James Cook performance for, for for the Bills, can you build on that? It's going to be a challenge with this front. Um, I'm actually interested in seeing this game. This is the Ulysses S. Grant game because he was a, a commander and he also knew Buffalo Bill. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I wasn't sure. I thought it was, <laughs> thought it was a... There you go. All right, so now we're into Tier 2. Pats are at the Jets. Yeah, this is the Herbert Hoover game because one fan base is going to be depressed as fuck. Great depression joke uh, after this game because somebody's walking out of that stadium and being like, hey, it might be over. Like, you know, the Pats can't start 0-3. The Jets, if they have another terrible performance, it's just going to be like, how can we, how can we confidently stand up there and say after all these games that we've got our guy? That stuff sounded good week one. There were a lot of people that thought we were being hard on Zach Wilson. I'm sorry, but quarterback is the one position you can't afford to wait on if you're a good team. And that's why I'm, I'm harder on that position than I am some of the other positions. So, you know, Pats, Jets, last year, you think New England, hey, they're going to have some exotic shit to scare these young players. And um, Zach Wilson's a young quarterback who turns the ball over, and he didn't play well against the Pats. I mean, he threw guys a couple of balls. Um and some of them were really like boneheaded Zach Wilson short circuit kind of plays. But Bill did not really get exotic. I mean, they kind of just played high safeties and 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 disrupted in the in the pass rush and waited for him to make mistakes. So we'll see what they come out with. Zach Wilson under 50% completion so far this year. Two two touchdowns, seven interceptions, and he's taken 12 sacks. And Zach Wilson in four games against the Patriots. 49.6% completion, two touchdowns, seven interceptions, and 12 sacks. So, you know, you talk about the, the Jets' O-line right now. A lot of people are saying that the, the, the Jets' offensive line is trash. I don't think that's necessarily true. And I was one of the guys that said, hey, you should go out and get a tackle. I'm not saying that that doesn't still happen, but their aspirations might be different. I actually like the guys inside. I actually think no matter who plays the Cowboys right now, you're going to give it. Cowboys have over 60 pressures. So when you play the Cowboys, you can just flush it, especially with Zach Wilson back there playing quarterback because downs get extended. Things are not always the way they seem on paper. I think if you're the Jets, you should go back and look at that Miami four-minute stuff and the way they ran the football because maybe there's something you can take from that. Now, the box counts are going to be a little bit different because you're not worried about the greatest show on turf here. 
with Kurt Warner and all those guys, like uh, Tua and, and those guys. So um, I think for the Pats, this game is about getting back to who they are, like red zone, situational football, avoiding the turnovers. They had the right script last week, but they're not doing Patriot stuff. So um, I need something out of Thornton. You know, again, you, you pick Juju over the guy that went to Vegas and Jacoby Myers, like, is that working out for you? Like, I'm scratching my head on some of this stuff, but they've got to get back to Patriots stuff. The, the thing they have working for them is the Jets played a lot of snaps last week, 83 snaps defensively. And I think where last week Bill's strategy was, we're going to make the offense work and force them to make a mistake. This week, it's we're going to make that defense work. So I think it's time of possession. It's wearing those guys down. Week after, Pats are at the Cowboys. The Jets have the Chiefs and the Eagles, two of the next three. Very That's important right. game for both teams. That's right. Broncos at Dolphins. I don't have a president. A bad team game. at a good team. Yep. Um, I, I've, I've heard uh, Lauren Boebert being thrown <laughs> around. Uh because was she or was she not vaping? Vaping. Yeah. In the theater. Yeah. Talking yeah. about world leaders here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's good. World leaders. Yeah. She broke up with, with that guy because he was a liberal. Oh, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Uh, so anyways, uh, the interesting I took away, people are talking about, you know, bench Russell Wilson. I don't know if, what corner of the internet that's coming from, but they scored fucking 35 points or something last week. I mean, they're moving the football, and Russ is, is looking more like Russ. The target depth up from, you know, five yards, which is kind of shallow. I mean, I'm all about getting this guy to buy in at, at times, but you got to let him be him some. And his, his drop target was back there at 12 yards again. That's the old Russ. Dolphins, are they without Armstead? Are they without Phillips? Are they without Waddle? Time of tape. I mean, I think we'd be making a bigger deal about it if it was Waddle. And he was out, but you know the other two guys, I'm not sure. I think Phillips probably plays. Here are the rushes that need to step up for Denver. Benito had a hell of a game last week. He almost had, he was the best edge guy on the field almost. Like he had the most clean wins out of the edge guys. And he almost had three sacks. I mean, he almost had a few, but he's got to cash in on that stuff. Cooper's got to play well. Randy Gregory um, and Vance Joseph brings it. I kind of feel like if you're the Broncos and you're like, hey, we're probably not going to win this game. We don't like our matchups. You do something exotic and just start start fucking trying to hit this guy and disrupt him and and throw off the timing. And if you get burnt on a deep ball, oh well, that's five less minutes you're out on defense getting the ball driven on you. I know that's kind of not like a pro football strategy, but if I was playing these guys, I might just say fuck it because I don't like the matchups. Xavier Howard's going to travel with Cortland Sutton uh, on the other side of the ball, and Denver uh, in the secondary doesn't have a second corner. Mathis got absolutely singled out last week eight targets seven receptions one touchdown 17 yak yards uh and i'm really impressed on the dolphin side with the the gap scheme stuff and the sweep concepts they came out with last week it's another element of their game that they can use late in the season the indianapolis colts originally from baltimore headed to baltimore to face the two and ravens eight and a half point favorites is your alarm going off no but someone's is which is interesting really interesting yes I mean, it just keeps going off. It keeps going. Oh, it's on my computer. My computer has a timer. Okay. That means we're supposed to be done with this segment. But these, these, these fucking two terms. Yeah. All right. Oh, who's the guy who was in there for three, huh? It was, uh, it was uh, Roosevelt. Four. This is a Ro So Colts, Ravens, I don't have four. a... Four. 
Colts Ravens. I don't have a, a president here, uh, but it's going to be a physical game. You know, it's 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 beware of the Minshew magic. Beware of the front. You're coming off a game where Munkin and that offense took a big step forward. I've talked at length about how much I like the way the Baltimore Ravens looked last week. But I think this team is scrappy, the Colts. And they jumped all over Houston. They hung tough with Jacksonville. You know, we got to learn how to get down at quarterback. But that's why you have a Minshew. Uh, you got to stop that front. They were really big last week against the Texans. Uh, and I, I can't wait to see the Kenny Moore's A Flowers matchup. You know, on the side TV there. Because this is a mid-tier game. Bottom of the mid-tiers. Could be closer than you think. Zay, four for 62 last week. Beat the Bengals. I was wrong about that one. Lamar looked very good. Yeah, Lamar looked great. The Bears, very chaotic start to a season. They're nearly two touchdown underdogs to the Chiefs. Winners and coverers in their week two matchup in Jacksonville. Yeah, uh, the Bears, like this is one of those games where your back's against the wall in every way. I mean, it's just the sky is falling there. I don't think... If you haven't been in a facility in the NFL when things are really bad, you don't know what, like, I mean, in the sports world, I think for my money, and I don't have to go play in the NBA or hockey, or it doesn't get any more mentally taxing than that. I mean, the, the amount of time between the games to just let something fester, the fact that, you know, you're emasculated when you go out and lose games like this. For the quarterback... He gets up there in front of the media this week, and you know I thought he was right on for a while when he was talking about I was too robotic. He's using words like instinctive, like these are Bud's words. I want to hear from him. He's self-aware. He's like I'm playing like a fucking robot out there, but I don't like the coaching, and he might be right. But let me tell you something. I played for probably fucking seven coordinators or something. I didn't like them all. And I didn't like, and you know, like when you're a power young, rank them. Yeah, I can't. When you're in, when you're in there in a, in, in you're a high draft pick, guess what? People are seeing this with high draft picks left and right. It's almost like the, the situation you enter into matters. And I think, you know, as good a, a situation as it seemed like when we were hyping up DJ Moore and we were hyping up, you know, the, you're drafting a tackle who's looked really good. Now you've got, uh, you know, this, uh, this, this Braxton Jones kid on IR. So the offensive line's in shambles even more. But like you add a vet on defense, we're like, oh, they're trying to win now. None of that's any good if you can't if you can't develop your quarterback. And I think two things can be true. Number one, Justin Fields is too robotic. He's too slow as a processor right now. I think he's like the opposite of Tua. He's got this big arm. He's got like all these athletic, you know, bells and whistles that I've fallen for. And I'm partial to that because I used to rush these guys. And I think about top-end production. But Tua is a guy, for me, that snuck under the radar because I'm like, he's this small guy, not a huge arm, you know, the whole thing. I had this, this sample size and with B-Flow where he kind of ruined the kid. And you can see the jump he took by having the right coordinator in the building and the right weapons around him. And he doesn't need to throw the ball 60 yards down the field. I don't need to be wowed with his... What, I, what I'm wowed with with Tua is how quickly he processes and how quickly they attack the middle of the field and how quickly they get to get to their read that they like and the way they scheme things up. And Justin Fields is the opposite. He's back there, you know, baking a cake. And, yeah, I can, I, he's got a strong arm. Yeah, he, he's impressive athletically. But if you can't process, that's the one hardest thing to figure out when you're evaluating a quarterback, right? Like, you can look, but... Again, the context of what college offense was he in? 
Who's the OC? Did they develop him? Getze and Eberflus have not done a good enough job of getting this kid to play free. Whoever's fault that is, I know that coaching has something to do with it. But when you're Justin Fields, you're not playing well enough to go throw people under the bus repeatedly. Oh, second screen, we ran. I don't know about the call, the whole thing. Well, don't hit him in the dick with the ball. And then, like, you know, five days later, you've got Alan Williams' house being raided. This is unprecedented, gross stuff that you're having to talk about and answer questions. I mean, what's media availability right now in Chicago like? I'm hiding in the shower. That's what I used to do when it was just ugly. Sometimes I'd answer questions, but sometimes I didn't feel like it. I'd just go take an hour-long shower. So, you know, like, you get in there, and they're all just crowded around your locker. What do you want me to say after a game like that? What do you want Unique Ngakwe to say, who has seven pressures or something? Um, he's been playing well. He's going to have to go win. This is it. I mean, like, we haven't even talked about the Chiefs. They have problems of their own, but they seem small compared to the Bears' problems. And I think one of the problems they do have is the offensive line. So somebody's got to be a hero up front and win. And you know what I would do? Fuck it. I would drop eight. I would do the Cincinnati Bengals model, drop eight. You like their matchups that you have in the secondary. You think that's a relative strength for you. Flood these fucking zones. Uh, you know, like, like rally and tackle him. Spy him with Edmonds. Add a late rusher. Because you know the plays are going to get extended. And if you got a shot, you want to outnumber them. And to me, that worked for Cincinnati. Now, it's not going to be that easy to just repeat that. But I would, I would mix in some of that if I were them. Um, yeah, the Alan Williams thing. It's really hard to go rally after something like that. It's easier to rally when somebody, like, dies. Because you're, you're, you're emotional. You can convert that into to, to some sort of motivation. You, you feel together. Like, after your, your DC's fucking house gets raided by the FBI, it's not like... Let's go win one for the Gipper. It's hard to do that. So I'm not even being funny. It's really hard to do that. I can't imagine them getting on the plane and going to play this game. But rock bottom can be good for teams. Let's see how they do. We should shout out a Chief. Do you have a favorite one in history? Sitting Bull. I'm partial to Geronimo myself. The Steelers are at the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. All-time uni matchup. Both teams one and one. Oh, beautiful. It, it's Beautiful gonna... stadium. If you're going to do indoor football, I love the stadium. Yep. Um, and, uh, two teams who we don't really know who they are yet. No, I have a feeling I know who the, I have a feeling I know who these guys are. I hope so. Cause I'm on both win totals one way, one way, the other way, the other way. I mean, the Raiders down the, 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 the Steelers up. This would be a huge win for them mathematically just to get to that eight and a half or whatever it is. Huge win for them, for you. Yes. Yes. Huge win for them, for me and for them. Uh, and it's a get-well game for Pittsburgh's offense. I think, you know, the line's moved in this thing, so take from that what you will. But more 12 personnel, man. Have an, have an answer for Crosby. I think that's the whole thing. He's already, you know, uh, the, the, the Steelers have already seen Bosa. They've already seen Garrett. They've seen, like, terrors on the end. Uh, but they've also seen good defenses, and this is not one. You know, you, you've got guys out, like, out there like Ja'Korian Bennett who got picked on uh, last week and a guy you probably want to find a matchup you like there and then to me the tight ends are the biggest problem in the run game I mean like they got singled out after that game like that matters cutting a guy on the backside getting somebody blocked just giving an effort I didn't think the tight ends played great I also think uh, they had a really tough test and 
you know, the boxes are, are pretty loaded when, you know, you're, you're, you got Kenny Pickett back there playing quarterback and they haven't pushed the ball downfield like that. So for the Steelers, continue to get the ball to George Pickens. I'd like to see more 12. I want to see Darnell Washington and build on the run game that, that the, the, the Buffalo Bills showed they could, they could hit against these guys. On the other side of things, it's a get-back game for Josh Jacobs. The defense was really hard to watch at times for the Steelers in the run game. They got some smaller bodies. Of course, the Browns can take advantage of that. I don't know if uh, the Raiders can, but we'll see. And then Peterson and Devontae, if that ends up being a matchup at any juncture on Sunday, is going to be a lot of fun. I don't know if there's a word for the thing that I'm about to do. Yeah. But do you prefer the name Gimme Jaropolo or Penny Kick It? Penny Kick It. Both pretty cool, huh? Yeah, more so, more so penny kick it. FBI raid, you say? The last game should be the Donald Trump game. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, all righty. Oh, that's good. Cowboys yeah. at Cardinals. Cardinals somehow lost to the New York Giants last week, and the Cowboys are perhaps one of the NFL's elite. Yeah, I was going to call it the James Madison game because uh, he was 5'4", and I'm going to take a good short look at this game. But I might call it the Hunter Biden game because you have to be on crack to watch this game. I, some of you guys, we just sent Trump to Trump, the, the FBI thing. Both we're sides. just being, hey, we're, we're just being, obviously, you know who I can't stand, but we're being fair here. Yep. Somebody's like, I'm not watching this podcast again. Get over it. American politics is a fucking it's a it's a sideshow. All right, so for the Cowboys, this is this is about it, and it's the breaking news that came across the screen a little bit ago for us. Trayvon Diggs out for the year, ACL happened in practice. Terrible luck. Anytime you lose one of your best players, it hurts. But when you lose them in practice, I mean, the mood around the building is 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 not a good one. And if you are going to lose, you know, a great corner, a guy who makes great plays on the ball, takes big risks. I mean, he's like a receiver out there playing corner. Um, this is the team that can overcome it. It's the Cowboys. I mean, they've pressured opposing quarterbacks over 60 times this year, and they are hell on wheels. So whoever replaces him, Igbenogany or Jordan Lewis, you just can't get beat bad. You know, you, 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 can't, you can't give up big plays. You can't be a deficiency. You can't be a huge eyesore out there i mean let the pass rush do the work i don't know what kind of different coverages they might call with him out i mean probably tinker with some things uh, be a little less aggressive at times but i still think dan quinn's gonna dan quinn that show's gonna go on um and it sucks it sucks for one of the great players in the game uh and they've got to rally this weekend and, and go take it out on the cardinals which shouldn't be hard so i thought we weren't gonna have anything to say about this game but this is one that will be interesting, at least from a standpoint of how will they adjust when they take the field. They lose that big playability. So somebody's got to step up and create turnovers because that's what you lose with him. And listen, like, they could go out and make a move. I mean, we talked about Kenny Moore with the Eagles. Um, I know Dante Jackson was mentioned in the room here. Um, you know, good player in Carolina. Two years left on his deal. That would cost him one mil this year. If you wanted to go a little steeper on the back end, uh, of this thing with with Carlton Davis and the Bucks, I mean, he'd cost you a mil. That would jump to fourteen, but he's twenty seven. He's in his prime. So again, it's an injury that you're not looking to replace this guy, but you know you have Super Bowl aspirations. So if this doesn't work out on the field, sorting itself out, they could be players uh, before the trade deadline.
Houston is at Jackson. Did we just skip Arizona? Well, you said you were going to take a good short look at it. Yeah, I think we just said an over-under on sacks. Eight? Seven and a half. For just Micah? No, just for the team. <laughs> just for the team. Is Dobbs elusive? Can, can he get uh, away from Micah Parsons is more elusive. Yeah. Okay, so then we've got Texans-Jags. Texans have given up 56 points. Jags don't yet have it cranking, but the pieces appear to be in place. I just want to see the Jags get more surgical in the passing game. I mean, this is one of those games you expect to win. Uh, you, you want to be careful with these guys. Stingley's down, so you know second level's not as good as it would have been a week ago. But I think you want to see the passing game just be more exact, more crisp. I mean, um, it's still a decent challenge. you got to be better in the red zone. I want to see more tank. And then Stroud got hit. Isn't it amazing that going into the season, you're patting these guys on the back for saying, hey, we're investing in protecting our quarterback. And two weeks in, we're like, holy shit, this guy's going to get killed. They had four guys down last week. He got hit a ton. We talked about the NDD line. Just want to see them take care of this kid. I didn't feel very crisp out there. Who said it? I don't know. Jeff you? Garcia. Jeff yeah. Garcia, okay. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Panthers 0-2 at Seahawks 1-1. One one. Several non-participants for Seattle thus far this week, but but that can change in a hurry. Got a big teaser on the uh, on the uh, on the on the Seahawks. One half of it, I, I really like them in this spot, honoring the LOB. Okay, guys like Red Bryan, Michael Bennett, and fucking Cliff Averill, and all those DBs that had a part in it too. But it was mostly the D line, in my opinion. I'm just joking. Um, I think the atmosphere is going to be live. I'm worried about Bryce Young. I'm worried he's beat up after that game. I looked at Seattle's pass chart, and last week, oh, my God, green dot city, dude. It was just like, where are the incompletions? I mean, and it wasn't like they were just taking checkdowns. This motherfucker, Gino, man. I mean, he had probably five, seven, 15-yard-plus kind of explosive plays. Pew, it was, it was, he was Jonathan Gannon out there. Yeah. Um, and the most important thing is going to be the run game get that going if you're seattle because you haven't and carolina hasn't been great it's the kind of game that you can hopefully if you think you're good enough work your stuff you know this is a tool you got to have in your toolbox it's like kenneth walker was all the rage and then injuries and the way they've started this season i want to see them run the football this podcast is brought to you by cash app with multiple tools for saving spending and sending Cash App is an all-in-one way to stay in control of your money. But what happens when life takes an unexpected turn and you find yourself losing control? I got a quick story for you. The other day, we had our third child. Her name is June. We brought her home from the hospital here in Montana, got home to our cabin, and the plumbing was out. So that's, that's a pretty bad first day. We go to bed, 2 a.m., the smoke alarm goes off, the whole house is awake, wasn't my fault. But that's losing control. It happens. Bottom line is I can't control the plumbing going out. I can't control the smoke alarm going off at 2 in the morning. But what I can control is my money. A great way to stay in control of your life and to stay in control of your finances is Cash App. So download Cash App in the App Store or Google Play to see why it's the number one finance app in the U.S. App Store. Macon's writing something down, Steve. Watch out. Uh-oh. White Steve. What's up, Steve? Hey, Steve. Hi, guys. How you doing? Uh, good. Checking in on my man Macon. All better, 100%. Sounding, no. Sound better. Oh, I do sound better? You do. I can't I, uh, tell if you look better, though. You're right. Nah, you know, He's like... He's got these sideburns that he wants me to cut today, and they look awful. Well, 
they're faux sideburns. I just try to I grow hairs down on that side of your ear. But it's nah, pretty funny. As, he doesn't as you have do, it. As he you does, do, like grow there's hair. there's, there's no not hair. a worse feeling than having hair on your ears. Well, he's got a ton of hair on his ears, and let me tell you, maybe that's why he can't. You know, sometimes like uh, he doesn't hear what I say in the chair. But like, I actually have hair. You have hair. Well, I no offense, but like, <laughs> a guy. <laughs> the nice thing about being bald is you don't have sideburns. And also, by the way, Steve has a great bald head. Yeah, he does. He can pull it off. Some guys can't, like me. But I have sideburns that grow. Like you know, literally, I have hair connecting down to my beard. He doesn't have any hair. It's just no. the hair from his head above his ear. You know, like covering that thing up like a mud flap it's like, on the back of an 18-wheeler. It's like Dabo. Pull up a picture of Dabo. His, his stupid hair stops like, a, like above his ear. Stupid hair. I have that situation going. So I create these faux sideburns. Mm-hmm. I have Lori cut okay. these sideburns enough. in. Enough, enough, enough. <laughs> okay. Enough. But they've grown a little Seriously. too long. I agree. Style tips with Macon? Yeah, just, that's like... But nah, you know that... Uh, can we get into the... You know, you go to the bathroom and you're wiping and it's like, oh, uh, is there a brown marker back there sort of thing, you know? That's no, from something. I don't know what you mean. You know, it just keeps coming and coming yeah, yeah, and got coming. Yeah, I got it, got it. Well, that's like my sinuses right now. I just, I blow and I blow and I blow and it just keeps on coming. So, ah, 40%, Steve. I'm at about 40%. Your, Feel mu- better. Your, your mucus isn't coming. It's here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a dynamite segue into uh, Colorado, which is you were just in Boulder. And I'm wondering, yeah. number one, have you recovered from your bedtime that night? Because I fell asleep in the fourth quarter. And number two, how was it? I flew home. Uh, I got. I walked in my door. I think it was second quarter, like 14 all. And, yeah, I stayed up. I, I mean, after being there, all that was built up, guys. I, it, it is real. Like the the energy there, you talk to people there and it's like, they just keep saying 20 years. It's been 20 years since, you know, people talked about us. Herbie said it on the show. It's been 20 years since we brought up Colorado on college game day. Uh, but it, I mean, it, Chris, I can't believe you don't live in Boulder. Like it is. Dude, don't say it again. Cause I'll move there. I've been on Zillow this week, bro. It is. Oh my God. I mean, our backdrop looked fake. It is. It was real. That that drive from Denver to to Boulder is absolutely incredible. Um, just the mountains are right there, and it sits right at the bottom. Uh, I mean, it was seventy degrees. It was absolutely gorgeous. The people were tremendous. You know, everybody's coming out to see him. Uh, you know, I'm sure plenty was made of who was tweeting about the game. You saw the rating for the game. Uh, saw the rating for our show. Like the interest mm. is there uh, now. Now you get a little dose of reality because yeah. you're going up to see one of the meanest fan bases there is in the conference. And they're uh, – Are they mean? Oh, Oregon's evil. Oregon and Washington are just, like, evil. And then, like, you top some booze on top of it. Yeah. And it gets bad. It's ugly, man. They they are not afraid to say anything. Really? Yeah. It's uh, And they've had a, a great run. You know, Washington had their run, and then they were mad, even more mad, because then Oregon had their run, and now Washington's back in the mix, so now they're just both mad and mean. Yeah, um, it's a, it, yeah they, they can't stand each other. I really hope we go to that game, because both teams, I think, are tremendous. But that's another conversation. Uh, as far as Colorado goes, the Hunter injury, unfortunate. Uh, I just, you got, you went to TCU, and you played a team that fit your style of play. Now... Now you face some some valid Division One guys up front on both sides of the line of scrimmage. 
so that's that's where it is. We know uh, Shador can you know keep pulling tricks off, but they're gonna, he's gonna. Ha- I mean, this is this is the challenge that he hasn't faced yet. And I mean, you saw what he could do ninety eight yards with the game on the line. This is a little different on the road, and uh, I, I, I the, the start to the game for Colorado is absolutely enormous. They can't come out turn the ball over because that place gets you going, and that crowd is dying to to thump because they're looking at it as, hey, what about us? We're the better team here, so it's a uh, it's a it's a huge spot for Colorado, and a start, um, a, a good start is key. I just go back to when I played there. Uh, special teams. I was a uh, wedge setter, and I did kickoff return ten times in a game. We lost sixty-three to twenty-eight. To oh Achilles. boy! Wow. That was talk about cringing, like going out there your eight, six, seventh, eighth time. It's like, please be a touchback. Please be a touchback. Yeah, as much as you'd like to <laughs> like, enjoy that play. And those are the old rule. Like I hate to be the old guy, but like seriously, there was wedge setters, and then there was wedge busters. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how kickoff kickoff return were. So yeah. uh, that that was my first uh, experience in Austin. The Travis Hunter injury sure is disappointing, and mm-hmm. the person to blame is Deion Sanders. Oh, here we go for is overusing this... <laughs> Travis Hunter and his abilities and putting him at risk. And sure enough, pop. You know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. But Deion Sanders is good at. Burning through people and burning through places. Okay, <laughs> so go. a star can burn bright under Dion. Yeah, right. But but a star can also burn out. And this was that your whole take. This, you uh, told me you were going to take their the multiple anti Dion. He's he's doing his anti Dion thing. He's wigging instead of wagging, as Chris Collinsworth would say. It's going to be a new segment hey. for us. Ooh. Wagging. Um, Here's a guy who doesn't think what everybody else thinks. Paper Tigers, Ducks by 35. Is that why the line's so big? Because, you know, everybody's going to – public's going to be on Colorado even with the offensive line stuff and Travis Hunter being out like this just – because they know, like, people are going to jump on this Colorado thing. What do you think the line should actually be? Uh, I think that this is what it should be. Okay. Because you're, they're only taking Colorado money, too, and the line's going up. So – it just tells you how confident Vegas is in knowing what their number is. Uh, it, same thing happened in the Nebraska game. Uh, turnovers were just brutal in that game. So um, if you like Colorado and you've been hot with them, uh, you lost last week. But if you're betting the overs, that, that would be the play for me. Just keep betting Colorado overs. I texted you before the game. I want to take the Rams. And you were like, hey, you know, like I actually think that's that's a good side to be on. And, and that was a nice evening for me. I was able to, to hit the go. hay. And, so yeah, did you so. stay up? I forgot. Did you say something? No, I fell asleep in the, the beginning of the fourth quarter. And all I wanted to see was the handshake. Do you know what was said at midfield? I don't. I don't. I know Shador made sure he was right there. I know he did. <laughs> so, it looked uh, very It looked cordial. Nice. It, yes. I, I, if I had to imagine, and I was uh, Norvell, I'd probably be walking up and saying, hey, hell of a game. I'm sorry you took it as me insulting your mother. Yeah. I did not intend on that. And, you know, like, good luck to you. And I think that's what he said when he turned his sh- over, over his left shoulder towards the camera. was like, I didn't mean for it to be like that or something mm-hmm. to that effect. And then I thought, again, not to belabor the point, but Dion is tremendous at the podium, and I think he's just hitting home runs, contrary to your belief. Yeah. Um, all right, so were there cool celebrities in Boulder, and did you hit a bar? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I always say it got us to a conversation, Chris. I think you've, I mean, you've played at Super Bowls. I don't know how many Super Bowls you've uh, done Radio Row at, yeah. but nothing, 
nothing tops the Russell Wilson entourage. Like Russell yeah. Wilson, like you see, it's like a, a herd of, of of cattle coming through. Yeah, you know, Radio Row, and it's I'm, I'm legit. I think the last year I counted when I went, it was either 19 or 21 people that are holding cameras, holding his. I don't know, iPad, sunglasses, everything. He, Concussion he, water. He has the biggest one. And between Dion coming on set and then The Rock coming on set. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have a picture. I haven't sent it out. But I took a picture of how I, – I didn't take – I should have did a, a, a video to show who was on the set and then who's behind the cameras with all their cameras because we have cameras obviously up there. It was like I was worried that we had too much weight on on the set. Like <laughs> it was packed to the nth degree, and then like we have a little watch thing where photographers could come up on the back end of the set. It's actually over by where I sit, and that thing is like cl- people climbing over each other. Uh, but it was it was really really uh, cool. I mean, it just it's 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 prime man. It, it's he he has that effect. Uh, everybody wants a piece. Um, I did get a pair of the shades. So oh, that nice! Was cool. So nice. Uh, he, uh, yeah, it's it's a next. If they ever do this and they get USC coming in next week, I can't imagine what it would be. Oh so, my gosh! Uh, it'll it'll. I can't. Um, Can you go back twice? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's the biggest. Uh, there there might. I mean, for name and brand right now in the conference, as good as that conference is, I don't. If Colorado mm-hmm. were ever to beat Oregon, and you get Colorado hosting SC, like that, that's as big as it gets. Jackson State lost seventy-seven thirty-four to Texas State last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, things have changed there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, again, appreciate him leaving them in tatters. Point counterpoint. Oh, I think it's a, you you're turning uh, this around to a negative about him. You know, even though that minutes. exemplifies what a how good did, coach is. How did Bronco is. leave Virginia? That's a good question. Well, I got I got a house out of that. Yeah, I got no problem with that. Well, I do have a problem with it. I do have a problem with it because I was I was actually a Bronco fan. I thought he yeah. did a good job. Uh, okay, so give me a, a, a Pac-12 play that you liked the most this weekend. There's a couple good games. In uh, that, can I in the... can I shout out uh, Boulder Country Club? And, oh sure. And haters and Tom's in Denver. Okay. I wasn't able to get to the sink. Uh, Fridays are pretty packed with College Football Live and Sports Center hits and, and Daily Wager and all that stuff. So I was able to go over to Boulder Country Club. Like I said, Chris, I can't believe you don't live in Boulder. Hey, you listen, are, a lot can change in four months here. Okay. The season I'm, just, I'm just telling you, uh, check it out. And then uh, Haters make Rooftop. You, you, want, you want to make some more money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your uh, daughter's going to have lived in Montana, Virginia, and Colorado within six months. Of yeah, I mean, like. That kid's definitely going to be a hippie. Yep. Uh, but then I went I went up to Denver to watch games before my flight, so haters and Tom, shout out to them. Great great spots. To haters watch and Toms, okay. Okay. Give me a Pac-12 uh, lock. Oh, that's pretty – it's Arizona at Stanford. I mean, Stanford uh, couldn't Putting beat Sac State. Putting it in right State. now. They're as bad as it gets. Sac uh, State, huh? And they took the Sac State coach. You know, you're so lucky you're out there on the West Coast. We lose to JMU. It's a big fucking to-do. Everybody's talking about it. And you guys are just hiding over there, losing to Sac State. Nobody's talking about that. We never had a David Shaw run. Mm. We never had a Jim Harbaugh run. Yeah, I mean, did. we should be talking about... We had about a David Shaw run. We had Sean Moore. No, nah, did, we, did we have a David Shaw coach run? Coach Welsh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, been, it's been a long time. It's pros, dude. It's been, as adults, we haven't had that. I still remember that Virginia Georgia Tech game. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Who does? Anyway, um, Arizona's the play. 
I look at the conference. Like, we, they're such good games. Like, Washington State, Oregon State are my two favorite fan bases, and obviously they're a part of the Tupac now, and that's what's <laughs> left. Um, from the yeah, Pac-12, so I'm. I wish both teams could win. I'm really rooting for those two teams. It'd be great to see Klyavkov have to give one of those teams a Pac-12 title trophy in the last year. But that's who do you a- think's more alive, the Pac-12 or Tupac? Because there's <laughs> doubts about Tupac. We know the Pac-12's dead. <laughs> you brought him up. I was naming the new conference. Okay. 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 Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, UCLA in a monster spot at Utah. They beat Utah last year. Uh, that's Cam Rising. Is he going to play? Dante Moore's true freshman. He's – I mean, no one's talked about UCLA and what Chip Kelly has. So, that's that's uh, that's the most exciting game, I think, or game I'm most excited to watch. And then uh, you got Colorado-Oregon, obviously, but Washington State and Oregon State, that's a really, really tough game. I would lean towards the home team. Um, in that one, SC is a 30-point favorite again. This time they're on the road. Uh, Washington might be the best team in the conference. Uh, so it, there's, they're pack, the Pac-12 is alive. They're, Big Penix energy, as RG3 would say, yeah. loudly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, that's 13 is the line uh, in, in, in Palo Alto. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a lot. You really yeah. want me to climb on that? It's an Arizona home game. Oh, okay. Got it. Oh, so it's in Palo Alto or Arizona just travels well? Well, Stanford doesn't have anyone go Fans, to games. You're right. Man. I did see a cutaway. So if you have anybody come, you're going to be it's The cutaways seem vindictive when it's a Stanford home game. Like FS1's like, and look at this fucking stadium. <laughs> you know how the NBA, you know what I was thinking? The NBA, the NBA uh, has that tournament, I think, in the middle of the season. Like, we should get both Virginia schools, Northwestern, Stanford, and somebody else from the Big 12. I'm not sure yet who. Where's the Invitational taking place? Vegas. Okay, good. Yeah. And then, like, they just go play. Like, they get a bye week in the middle of the season, and everybody just goes and plays a game. Hopefully, you get a Last place team gets relegated. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You go to the Ivy League. Speaking of uh, teams that I wish would get relegated, the Clemson Tigers. They're mm. hosting uh, Florida State Seminoles. And I feel, I feel like these are kind of two ships passing in the night. We're talking about this. We're talking about, you know, like the, the power struggle and two ACC teams that Clemson's had this thing on lock. But Florida State looks really good. How good can Jordan Travis be? Like, because I've seen him in spots and thought, holy shit. And he gets kind of hidden. In you know this star-studded Heisman class, and you've got a, a bunch of great quarterbacks, but this guy's been really good in a gutsy performance last week to come in uh, late uh, against BC after being dinged and and uh, and secure that victory. Oh, I th- I think he's phenomenal. I just look at the, the the toys he has to play with on offense, Chris. Like he mm-hmm. he's got serious NFL receivers in Wilson and Keon Coleman. I, the offensive line, I've said all off season, is finally not a weakness for Florida State. Right. So just there. Uh, Norvell does an unbelievable job of, of calling plays. I think he puts such an onus on linebackers like trying to read. Like you go back and watch Perkins for LSU uh, and everybody's making a big deal. He's passing and drops. Well, half of the time he was spying the quarterback. And when you spy and you're trying to play RPOs, that's a, that's a never-never land you want to be caught in. So the way they look – they make their runs look like passes, and the passes look like runs. Is really, really um, tough to defend. And Clemson has great linebackers. 
Uh, I'm not sure the front. I mean, you can't compare what they have on the defensive line to years past and what they've had and all those guys playing in the league. Uh, but I think a big onus is going to be on Clemson's secondary. I would like Clemson if it was a night game. I think it's a big advantage for Florida State to go there and play a noon kickoff. But I think Florida State's the more solid team when you look across the board. I'm not there with Klubnik. Is it a coming out party for him? For sure. Uh, Shifley or the game, you know, drive him into the ground with throwing the ball and running the ball. And Clemson just doesn't have the playmakers at receiver anymore. I'm betting uh, Florida State right now, Steve. Oh, all right. Be as careful. we speak. Be careful. Yeah. Well, I mean, did I black Dabble, out? It Dabble sounded is like an a, underdog at home. Like, it's going to be. Down to Florida full. State minus two. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, maybe I'm chickening out. Chickening out. Clubnick, like 38% completion percentage I want to see this new pressure. modern offense. Where is it? Okay. Mm. Oh, I don't want to see the new modern offense. Go Knowles. Uh, Ole Miss, Bama. Oof. Bama outside the top 10 for the first time in ever. Uh, what's the answer for them? The O-line sucks. Uh, Milrose back in there, mm -hmm. from what I understand. How do they fare here? Because, you know, for a long time we talked about oh, coordinators and, and Saban, and then last year it was Jimbo, and I feel like this year it's probably Lane. So how do you see this playing out? Well, Alabama, something was it felt like went on last week, right? Like he names Buckner the starter, and then they're up against it at South Florida. He's not even an option, Milro, to come in. Like yeah. he doesn't even get a snap. So I don't know. Now he's back as a starter. I don't know if they were trying to prove something to the team that we could win. With. I, I have no idea. But their best offensive lineman, Tyler Booker, was out, and you saw them struggle. The big freshman, the left tackle, he's an absolute going to be a stud, but he can't, he can't handle a speed rush. He, ju he just can't do it. So I go back and I think about Tommy Reese winning football games at Notre Dame with guys like Drew Pine at quarterback. If he can win games with Drew Pine, he can win games with Jalen Milrow. So I think there's going to be some some different <clears throat> different um, ways of going about things. Giving the tackles uh, help on pass pro, I think, is number one. And getting back to that run game. If, if, it's not, if you can't create movement when you're running duo and all that stuff, what are you going to do? You go back to some RPO, Milrow's more than capable as a runner. So I expect Alabama to be way more buttoned up on offense this week. And as good as Ole Miss, the wins at Tulane and a win against an ACC team in Georgia Tech, I'm still not there. Um, no one wants to win this game more than Lane Kiffin, but I don't know if he has the guys to do it. This is this is a this is a like you saw Texas go in there and with the playmakers they have, you know, answer every time Bama, uh, you know, answered them. So I don't think Miss Ole Miss has the capability. I hate giving points with Alabama with how they've looked offensively last week, but I I'm going to take Bama and lay them. I, I just – there's still a factor of going into that stadium and beating them, and I don't see it. Iowa-Penn State, you know, I, I was told to look back at 2009 when Iowa won 21-10 and both teams were 3-0. You know, I think Penn State was a big favorite. Uh, you know, you had the James Franklin fake injury thing the last mm. time they played. Uh, Penn State lost the last two meetings, but I feel like this team is different. And they haven't turned the ball over. So uh, Marcus Hagens, new wide receiver coach out there. I love their wideouts. Mm. They obviously have studs up front. The quarterback looks good. Does Iowa have a shot here? I'm not going to overthink this one. I picked Penn State to go to the playoff, guys. I know what Iowa brings to the table. It's a wideout. Give me Penn State. I'm laying the points. I love what I've seen from Penn State. They won on the road, which they really haven't done in years past playing like a C game. They didn't play well offensively they weren't able to capitalize on those early turnovers they got had to kick field goals 
I think this I was up against it here. Uh, their their tight end Lachey is out. I think it's a big big loss for them, knowing how they like to use them and keeping you know uh, the chains moving. But I, I'm not overthinking it. Give me Penn State. They're better on both sides of the ball, and I think they're better at every position on the field. And Iowa usually likes a whiteout. God damn it! <laughs> you know, and I the Iowa fan base is going to participate in the whiteout. By bringing all of their white fans. Okay, mine was better. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they had any other kind of fans. Well, that's the joke. Yeah. You explain okay. the joke. Yeah. Um, okay, so we like Shit. Penn State. We love that. Mm-hmm. Give us a little look ahead to this week's game day uh, mm-hmm. before we get into your awards. We've got Ohio State at Notre Dame. Urban Myers on the radio complaining about Michigan's schedule and all these teams. And then they pull up his schedule at a conference uh, while he was at Ohio State. He's saying this is good for football. I agree. This is great that these two teams are willing to strap it up and play. And uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a, a ball game. How do you bottle up this running back from Notre Dame if you're the Buckeyes? Is that going to be the key to victory? I think the key to the game, Chris, is Ohio State's offensive line. Uh, they really struggled on the road at Indiana to, in week one. They come out last week, name um, McCord the starter, and it looked like he played a lot more relaxed. You know, like he, he they had some shot plays in there. You know, he hit them. Obviously, we know the talent they have on the on the perimeter. It's it's maybe second to none. But how does that offensive line travel in a road in a hostile environment? Now you're up against it. And when I look at Notre Dame, they got decent personnel on, on the D-line. But they got good guys to mix it up and disrupt things up front at the linebacker position. And I like their secondary. You know, um, great athletes back there. They're going to be up against it, against those receivers. So the key to the game to me is offensive. Can you keep McCord uh, upright and, and, and not flustered? I'm not sure Ohio State could do that. I think Notre Dame is in this game from start to finish. Uh, Ohio, uh, Notre Dame, uh, their tackles are great. They're going to be up against it on, in the interior with the centers and guards. Hall is a kid for Ohio State who's gotten better, a lot better. Uh, so this, is, this isn't the, the Chase Young Ohio State defensive lines or the Boses, but it's pretty darn good. So that's a, that's a great matchup too. Uh, and, and can Notre Dame with Hartman? You got Hartman because you wanted to win games like this, and you've been blown out in situations like this, and this is why you have him, to, to make plays in the air. Uh, but they got to be able to – keep Ohio State honest and be able to run the ball with Estime. So I, I think they're going to be able to do that. Uh, I like Notre Dame in the game. I, I just – I go back I'm, – I'm older than you guys, but, like, in the late 80s, early 90s, like, no one went to Notre Dame and won. You know, Florida State, uh, whoever, Penn State it felt like, Miami. There would be, you know, Jerome Bettis would score a touchdown in the fourth quarter, Reggie Brooks, Chris Zorich on the defensive. Like, you knew all the Notre Dame players. They, they found a way – to win these games all the time. And I think, you know, game day going back there for the first time in a while, like these are the two brands that when they're good, the fan bases are pretty nauseating. So they're both <laughs> off. They're both undefeated. And Notre Dame, you know, you get that arrogance when they're undefeated. You know, you guys, you know, you played them. You've been against them. Uh, and yeah. Ohio State is just all out chaos like they they don't they don't care they're gonna come in and try and own it so I'm fired up to see these two fan bases go at it and uh it, it it'll be when it comes to brands in the sport it's it, it doesn't get much bigger and I expect a, a really high level game good game but I would lean towards the home team taking the votes I think I do love the under Chris 
I get the sense that Macon's Hall pass is making Notre Dame, um, you know, like like more capable of competing at the end of the year. Like this is the highest ceiling this team's 13 had. Thirteen touchdowns, no picks. You agree there, Steve? Sharpman. Hartman gives them a little bit more upside than they've had in the past. No doubt. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the feeling I get. And I mean, I go back. I think he played against Notre Dame as a freshman. So I remember that was like the first time I think I saw him. But anyway, he's. I mean, I think we did it. Uh, he's older than eight quarterbacks that have started an NFL game this year. Wow. So uh, he's got experience. I think yeah. it's forty-nine career starts. Wow. Are okay, you guys, so are, are you, you taking you, any gear to South Bend, or are you going to try to get a? Do you just travel with no bag, just three like, suitcases, just show up, and all and, empty? You got any? You got any duffel bags with the with the Notre Dame logo on there? I don't. Am no? I no. on the way home? Okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. well, is there a bar you like there? Are you going to go hang out with Rudy at that bar that he always? Pops I've up been at? told uh, to check out the linebacker. Okay, the linebacker that's the one. Club. I think that's the one, linebackers. That's the one where Rudy hangs out. Maybe so. You've been in there with with Rudy. He was very drunk. Yeah, well, that was a plot hole in the – well, I don't know if it's a plot hole, but they just omitted that whole storyline. But, uh, Steve, you said I would do well in Boulder. Yeah. Is there a town that Macon would do well in that that you've been, you know, in college football or, or on game day? Is there like a uh, University of Yorkshire uh, playing football? <laughs> what 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 do you think of Macon, Chris? What brand do you think of? Like, is it is it uh, is it Vineyard Vines? Is it Brooks Brothers? It's LL probably Brooks, Brooks Brothers. He's Brooks right. Brothers? It's Brooks okay. Bro- Brooks Brothers. Okay. Hmm. I think yeah, Virginia kind of. I think he's right. right where he needs to be, yeah, honestly. Yeah, I think he is. You're, you're yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right, so we've gotten the report on the on, on the game day situation. You've mm-hmm. got some locks there, folks. Hope you play those. Uh, now, how about the award portion of this uh, yeah. segment? Fired up for this. Which one you want first? <clears throat> Let's go with the Timmy Chang. Timmy Chang Award is pretty simple. Sacramento State was paid $625,000 to go to Stanford and play a football game. That's against, pretty big Against win. their former coach. Correct. This week's Timmy Chang Award winner is Caden Bennett, quarterback of Sac State. Hornets, uh, I believe they're saying is hashtag stingers up. Oh. You like that? Yeah, I do. Uh, he threw for 279 yards and a touchdown. He ran for 100 yards and a touchdown. Unbelievable play to get a ball off uh, for the game-winning touchdown in the fourth quarter. We're about a minute 30 left. Yes, I was the guy that uh, watched the replay on Pac-12 Network. And, um, yeah, Caden Bennett, uh, no doubt. I can't, I can't imagine how motivated they were to play against their own coach and go to, you know, little guy going to play the big guy. So, uh, good for Sac State getting that win. Stingers up, sacks down. That's what I always say. Mm-hmm. Huh? Hey, now. No, the Sac State ma- uh, mascot is terrifying. The Sac State colors are not actually yellow and black. No. They're the Hornets, and you go with, like, the USF color palette. Mm. I don't get it. Um, okay, so let me uh, let me let me tee you up for your next award, the the Cochran Award. Yeah, this might be a first time, guys. We're going wow. to the D. We're going to the D line. Oh yeah, D line. 
D-line number 99, Cam Jackson, Florida Gators. Absolute stud. He's a transfer from Memphis. And going back and watching that Florida game, it was pretty telling. You know, everybody's trying to find a way to defend, you know, whether it's the Art Brile system or what you saw with the Hypel, you know, do his thing. So Tennessee comes in. They have not been good in their last trips on the road. Going back to last year, uh, I said all week they needed a good start. And they had a decent start, but they couldn't overcome Florida. Florida was able to play the run with three down guys. And Cam Jackson's the reason why. I think he, let's see, he ended up with nine tackles, six solo. But the way he was able to, you know, two-gap that interior uh, of the line. And you saw Florida play that with minimal guys so they could give help on the vertical stuff that Tennessee loves to do, I thought was was really something to keep an eye on when you talk about defending these kind of offenses. Uh, so they could not do it without Cam Jackson up front. Uh, I think the world of the kid, and uh, he played his butt off uh, Saturday night in the Swamp. So Cam Jackson, Coughlin Award winner. Serious question, poorly formulated. Can you all fathom Desmond Watson, 21 for Florida, he Listed. actually played the best game he, he played. He's great. Played, played yeah. great. Listed at 6'5", 435. No, I can. And, you know, this guy, number 99, standing next to him, uh, it doesn't <laughs> look that weird. So, you know, like they got some big pear-shaped jokers in there in the run game. What was the highest weight you ever played at? 283. You know, I can't imagine strapping on wow. a, you know, 150. What year was that in the league? So th- this is actually in college when I used really? to really yeah because we were two gapping that was the thing like when I got in the pros were you on like, that creatine I was on creatine a were little you bit snorting it eating no it? I wasn't snorting it I was just <laughs> eating a ton of food uh you know pizza whatever it was and then we had Matt Bayless who obviously is a Notre Dame secret weapon mm-hmm. uh and it was all about you know hypertrophy which uh making could do you some good it's yeah. uh it's it's muscle failure really gets the pump going. My and, muscles are just succeeding uh, all the time is my issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Muscle yeah, success. Good. You're on the muscle <laughs> success program. I just can't get these that's things to the fail. Best thing I've heard. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, I used to sneak in there because oftentimes I, I have a problem keeping weight on. So I'd go in with two and a half pound plates in my pockets and make the weight. But I was like, yeah, 283. All right. Let's move away from college and into the pros for the locks. What do we got from a standing standpoint? I'll, I'll tell you. Chris, 3-2-1, and one, making 3-3. Three, three and three. Uh, Steve, 2-4. and four. Last week, I do want to complain about that Eagles beat. You know, I, I bought them down to four in real life. But six is, uh, it, I mean, that last drive, I was cussing you out because yeah. you had them on Thursday Night Time Machine. Yeah. You just always seem to hit it on the head. Some backdoor cover. Hats off to you, the Eagles. Exactly six. Now, the Jets, I forgot that I picked that. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, You know, Macon, you had the Raiders last week in a loss. But I knew it was wrong right after we discussed it. Yeah, to to your credit. And then Jacksonville, Steve, three and a half. That's a tough one. But the Steelers. can you have inside the 15-yard line? And not a lot. get any points. How many receptions in the end zone would count in college? Ugh. Uh okay. So anyways. Maybe we should call these 
I don't know, the latches instead of the locks. Because, yeah, doors hopefully going to stay shut, but right. with enough force. I, th- I think we're, what, we're around 500. Yeah, no, but that's not bad. I mean, I'm not around 500. I mean, you still be plus money if you tailed me, but go ahead. Who's up first? It would be Steve, last place Steve, as we call him. Uh, I am the defending champion. Okay. I'm not able to bring that up anymore. No, you can bring it up. Okay. I'm going to take the Bears plus 13. I love it. I love this, Steve. Not many times you could get 13 points in an NFL game. They can't be as bad as they've been, I hope, the last the first two weeks. Just give me the Bears plus the 13. I love it. I love it. It's a classic back-against-the-wall game. Everybody's going to be on Kansas City. It couldn't be. Loose game. Loose. There's something going on with the D coordinator, although it's kind of hard to rally uh, after a situation like that if it is what it's rumored to be. But I, I think... All in all, this is a spot where maybe Justin Fields says, hey, fuck it, I'm going to play a little bit faster. I'm going to be decisive. I'm going to get back to doing what I did last year. And I actually like the play, Steve. I almost played him. All right. Uh, Pick up a thing or two from Steve here through the years. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make a a stanky pick. Okay. Mm. Feels awful. Let me guess. Feels terrible. Rams? No. Panthers. The Denver Broncos. Oh. (laughs) The Denver Broncos plus six and a half. They are. They in, can score. They are in Miami. Hey, two fourth quarter leads. As we talked about, they can score. Miami a little dinged up. Feels like it should be above a touchdown. Is Phillips coming back? I believe so, if I understand it correctly. Armstead, I'm not really sure. And the mm. big one's Waddle. I saw him on the injury report, but I, I assume there'd be a bigger deal made out of this if he wasn't playing. And, Macon, here's my public apology to you for assuming that you were the one who logged on Thanks, Cowboy. TV. <clears throat> the most inopportune. Yeah, he's not going to watch any. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah, we, did we figure that out? Is the investigation done? Yeah, investigation's I, done. It was, it, was it was Nate from the nasty hospital. Nasty Nate from the hospital. I, I watch via uh, Red Zone. Okay, good. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need your login. Okay. How's the fantasy team, Macon? Um, That's an interesting question. 2-0. Uh, oh. oh, so is mine. Oh. <laughs> Bed Bath and Bijan. What's your team name? The Houses. The Houses still. Okay. All right. Uh, I've got the Falcons. Uh, Falcons. Okay. Love good, the Falcons. Good spot I for the Falcons. It. I knew they were next up in the hopper. I thought you'd snipe, snipe me on that one. But I explained mm-hmm. why I like that spot in the previews. Give me the Falcons. I'll think about buying that half point. Uh, wow, that is a very interesting. Because I like pushes. I don't care. You guys get the red letters. I get the... I don't know what, you know, black. Yeah. My goal this week is to not watch one second of Patriots Jets because I have, like, you talk about zero sizzle. I- I'll put that game up against anything the rest of the year. And there was two bad ones this past Monday night. But Patriot, like, you could have it. I enjoyed Cleveland-Pittsburgh. Oh, I like yeah. I like a slobber knocker. Mm. You know, but the other one was like, uh, was was all slobber, no knocker. Yeah. Mm. In, uh, in Carolina, so. Chris, how good do you, th- I, everybody's talking about, obviously, the, um, the injury to Chubb and all the other stuff, but I came away, like, second week in a row, really, really impressed with Cleveland's front seven. Yeah. Like, they Yeah, no are- question. They are no question. Miles, Miles Garrett, people were going crazy because he had the highest PFF grade. I, I said this on the other show. If Miles Garrett's not in on the play, that's because there's three people blocking him or the ball goes away or something of that nature. The ball's out. 
I mean, some of the rushes that he won when he had opportunities to, it's just so easy. Mm. That front's really good. The back end has played really well. Um, yeah, I, I think, and they're going to have to play well, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> what was your pick? Uh, I'm taking the Eagles. Monday oh, night. fuck. Fuck you. That's a good pick. I don't Thanks. Know. That was going to be my first uh, Eagle share of the I don't year. Know. I think he's right. They're banged up. Mike Evans, you know, good offensive line can maybe. I mean, that's going to be an interesting matchup. We'll talk about it more on the Monday show. But, like, you talk about an offensive line that hasn't given up a lot of pressures. Mm. It's so funny because you were like, oh, Tampa, they're going to be this different team. But they have a lot of the same pieces. I mean, yeah, they still got guys on defense. Vita Vea, Shaq Barrett made two big plays last week. Like, the usual cast of characters. And if you get Baker Mayfield, here's the interesting thing about him. He's basically Taylor Heineke. We were talking about it this week. And Taylor Heineke, everybody's like, yeah, he gives you a chance, the whole thing. Because he's coming from down low and Baker's coming from up top, people can't get that Baker, you know, top five pick stank out of. If he plays like he's played so far this year, and there's no reason to believe he will, they're going to be okay. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be a 500 team, but they're tough. And Todd Bowles, the last time the Eagles had trouble, uh, especially with the Blitz, and they've seen a lot of it the first two weeks, was that wild card game a couple years ago. Give me the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. At home against the Chargers. Hate it. Love that. Hate it. The, the, the Vikes have added Cam Akers. You get two middling running backs. I mean, that means one elite. They're saying back. the mid off is okay. what they're saying. Um, Chargers, zero three. It's coming. Okay, coming. Whether you like Staley it or not. gone. Here's what I said the other day. Spanos is cheap. Okay, so I don't mm. know if they're actually going to do this, but if there's a time to do it. It's getting back on the plane after you lose to the Vikings because they got the Raiders coming up, and the Raiders would be a good interim head coach warm-up before they get into a really tough stretch over the next couple weeks. So, yeah, I do think if I was Dean Spanos, I would realize that I'm really rich and I'm not going to die broke if I fire my coach. Maybe I should just do it. All right, I'm up. Um, Boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Give me Tennessee Cleveland under. Mm, I just feel like you want to go back to 1997. These are two teams that, um, you know, like they're they're beat up. They're tired. Cleveland in a real, I mean, like look at, I said this earlier, but look at the, um, look at the Steelers. They're going to play the Raiders after playing 83 snaps on defense. Okay. The, the Cleveland was in that game too. And they got to go play the other, the last team you want to play off a week like that on a short week. So I just see this being, if there's no pick six, there's no fumble return for a touchdown. I kind of like it. It's around 40. I might buy the half point there on the total. Love it. Love it. I bought it to 41 in real life because I'm a did. coward. <laughs> but being a coward pays. Okay. Hey, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Buy, buy, buy another point. It's the thing not? about agency. Mm. Uh, if I'm going to take 13 with the Bears, I'm going to lay 12 and a half with the Cowboys. If okay. the Giants could get it, make it a home game out in Arizona. The Cowboys can't. No question. That's going to be a Cowboys. bloodbath. <sighs> Steelers needed two defensive touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Short week. Um, Najee is is not impressive. That James run game, Cook got that run game going. It's a get well week for everybody. Play the Raiders. Give me the Las Vegas Raiders for the second week in a row. I don't hate that. Uh, if I had to lean anywhere with that thing, I'd go over, actually. I don't um, think Macon really likes that pick. That's, that's the yeah, he doesn't feel great about it, which means yeah. it'd probably work out. That's the way it goes with this thing. 
You know, I, it's for, probably for the, a three and zero week for me, Steve. For the final, just, for the, I, for the. I, I, I'd like to. Pick. I'd like us to track. Now we have video. I'd like us to track making making picks when he's leaning on the right hand. That's yeah, a, that's true. That's yeah, that's uh-huh. a tell. Uh huh. No, it is. <laughs> so my final pick. I'm going to take you uns- in- inside the hood here, under the hood. Oh, uh, the I hood. just I just put a big teaser in, like uh, oh, like big with a capital back, B. Baby. Well, the tease week, guy was back three. last week. Week three. You know why? Oh, week I'm, two. You know why I'm the tease god? Because last week I explained it to the guys. Okay, I thought about money line parlay. I thought about first off, I was going to bet the Bills no matter what because they were going to throttle them. Yep. But you know, like even though McVay own it gets owned by Shanahan on a regular basis, I was like, ah, eh, that could that could stay tight. Seven mm-hmm. points is a lot. Um, so I tease the Bills and the Rams in a big way, and uh, I feel like if I can put in one teaser a week where I take a touchdown favorite. And another touchdown favorite, get it down to a pick 'em. I feel good. So this week I tease the Seahawks and the Bills. I think the C. I think Bryce, Bryce, Bryce Young might not. I don't know. He was pretty banged up after that game. I don't know how he's going to look if he's if he's going to be up. I like it's that kind of thing um, in in Seattle. So I like that. I also like the over in the Broncos Dolphins game and the under in the Bears Chiefs game. I'm going to go with the Broncos Dolphins over. Okay. Okay. It's right now. It's sitting at what forty nine. I, I do believe they're going to be able to score both both teams. I what are the what are the the Dolphins score on the Broncos? Thirty points. I don't know. Hopefully, thirty points. Okay, <laughs> if it's thirty points, I feel pretty good about this. I'm on the Denver Broncos. Uh, g- yeah, give me the. Uh, I, I think the, the offense, um, Miami's offense, is going to be the problem. So. I love Miami's personnel, man. <laughs> they're great. I, and I, I'm mostly talking about the defensive side. Yeah, I do too, but I I like it all. I I said earlier in the off season that they might have one of the best rosters in football, if not the you know, and it's kind of played out that way in the AFC East. Is like you 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 play the games, and you know, obviously Mike McDaniel maximizes the talent they have, but the even distribution of playmakers they have, they got somebody at like every position that you like. Um, offensive line being the one that you don't love, but they've found a way. So I hats off to the Dolphins. And, uh, yeah, that wraps it up. So, again, I have the Broncos-Dolphins over. I have the uh, I have the, the Falcons minus three and a half. I'll buy the half point on Titans-Browns, get it to yeah, 40. If um, I, don't, I haven't bought a point the first two weeks, does that mean in week three I could buy a point? No, it's, they don't roll over. Oh, no roll over? Yeah, you got to just uh-huh. buy the point. And then, and then we've got um, Macon's got the Broncos catching six and a half, the Vikings and the Raiders. Uh, covering his favorites, Steve's got the Bears plus thirteen, the Eagles minus four and a half, and the Cowboys minus twelve and a half. Who's laying the most points this week? That's you, Steve. Mm. Yeah, but I'm getting it's like even. Yeah, you're right. Uh, oh yeah, you are. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I'm not a math guy. No. Hey, uh, are the Saints good? Okay, so here's the thing about the Saints. Tell me. I think they'll be a lot better when Kamara gets back next week. Um, I don't know if they go up there and win. I, I I don't know about that. Penning played better last week. The rushers played pretty good, winning one on ones. You know, in the first week they had to manufacture pressure. I think they're a good team, and if they get out of this stretch, um, you know, like the NFC South, they got to feel like is theirs for the taking. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take the half point with the Denver Broncos. Get that. Bad boy to seven. But look there out for them go. Falcons. There you hey, go. His hey, eyes are working. Any, 
if there's any Falcon, good for you. If there's any Falcons fans in here, I noticed you guys because we p- posted a wildly popular YouTube video video on the Falcons breakdown. Thank you for that, guys. You know, I noticed you took some issue with my analysis of Desmond Ritter. If you think he's the guy, like going forward, great. But I do think he's got to catch up to that team, and that's a compliment to the team. It's not mm-hmm. as much a downing of Desmond Ritter. There's a lot of guys like Desmond Ritter. He's athletic. When I say he threw them a few, that means he threw the ball to them. That doesn't mean they picked three of them off. So a big, big question for me in the NFC South is going to be that position in Atlanta. If it's good, they can win the division. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are our locks. Steve, Latches. I'll put, Latches. I'll put your half point on the Bears so you can't push it. Okay. Yeah, see? Producers got you. Everybody yeah. good? They got, they got their Sunday situated where how they're watching games? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna, we, sure. Hey, and uh, you notice uh, Heartbroken nobody bet reading. any unders, and we've got a fucking uh, tropical cyclone coming through. Oh, yeah. oh weather a, guy, huh? It's evidently a direct hit. I asked uh, the guys earlier, the tri-state area, they said oh. there's a, a cyclone coming through, direct hit, which sounds like a uh, cyclone, direct hit, Jason Statham kind of movie. But this week it might mean unders, so take a okay. look at some of those. We'll check in. Okay. Let me know how the eye of the storm is looking. Yeah, I've never been inside one. I always wanted to be inside mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Take care, Steve. Love you we guys. Love you. Shout- we, lo- we love you. Shout out to the branch and Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. I hate buying tickets. I've been playing my whole life. Never had to worry about buying tickets. The ticket part is stressful. The game's stressful. The ticket part's really stressful. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. And with the Game Time app, it's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. I'm trying to see the monster trucks for my kids or Willie Nelson for me and my kids. I can find it all in the Game Time app. Game Time's the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has the deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code GREENLIGHT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code GREENLIGHT for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Little Caesars is a mainstay on game day here at GREENLIGHT. We order online one hour before NFL games during Little Caesars Pizza Pizza pregame, so we're ready for some football and fun. It's a pizza pizza win. And you can win, too, by choosing your favorite Little Caesars pizza or customizing your favorite Little Caesars toppings and then ordering and using Little Caesars convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So on game days, order from Little Caesars, meet up with your buddies, and enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. Little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Pizza, pizza. We're finally here at the Sterling Cooper Advertising Agency boardroom. I'm Dom Draper. Do I still not have a name? No, you don't. 
Give me another character from that fucking that show I haven't Roger, watched. Roger Sterling. Nothing rhymes with Roger. Roger Perling. <laughs> Dom Draper and Roger Perling going to pitch some ads. Okay, so full disclosure, some of my ads deal with short king. Okay. Because I'm still stuck on this Bryce Young can't sneak thing, which is just poppycock, dude. It's all about the, the big guys, the hog mollies up front. Drew Brees, he snuck a mile down in the bayou. Probably you added up. Okay? Tom Brady's number one tall guy. Short King number two. It's not about Bryce Young's height. It's about who's in front of him. That's right. So some of these, it's going to be a little campaign that deals with Short Kings and trying to elevate them and make them feel more worth our respect in 2023. Okay. All right? Good. Great. Yeah. Hit me with yours. Very good. Okay. Okay. Hey, uh, no good at your current gig, okay? You feel me there? Like yeah. really bad at what you're doing right now? Looking for a fresh start? Want to do something that literally anybody can do? The Chris Long Podcast. Flexible hours? No effort required? Hi, I'm Justin Fields for the National Association of Realtors. You think he needs to get a different line of work? Turns out I was ass at what I used to do. And so I became a realtor. That's two syllables, not three. Realtor, not realtor. You fucking morons mm -hmm. out there. It's Justin Fields. Yeah. At any rate, I'm happy to be in a new line of work. That's Justin Fields for the National Association of Realtors. First ad. That's good, dude. I actually like that one. <laughs> okay. I really do. Thanks. Okay. <sighs> Cut to a TSA line. Agent looks up at a beautiful blonde. She's like 5'11", mm. looking up at her. Good Lord. Uh, Ma'am, can you take your uh, backpack off? Babe, can you pop down? Tom Cruise slides down her leg like a fire pole <laughs> and heaves his loafers into the bin. He's the guy. <laughs> Kobe! <laughs> she looks down and smiles adoringly hard cut short kings 2023 okay yeah getting into the campaign yes all right it's like a little intro to the campaign nice. it's just okay. there are positives really good you know yeah okay all right next it's monday night football on abc and espn right hey the only the only things coming in the air tonight are incompletions Am I right? Are we right? These games are fucking butt cheeks. It's Monday Night Football. Why are we doing the two games? Why are we I don't doing... know. I uh... thought the ad was going there. That's kind of the problem, you know? Only one more week of it. Half my rowdy friends are here on Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> one and a half are in Carolina because there's two fucking games. Hey, remember, remember picture in picture from the mid-90s? Yeah. All right. It's back. Panthers. Uh, team buses pull up, right? Yeah. Frank Wright gets off. Beats by Dre. Everybody's getting off. They look fucking awesome. Everybody's getting off? Yeah, everybody's getting off. They're not coming. They're here. They're at the Charlotte airport. Smaller bus comes out of the big bus. Big, you know, contraption opens up. Smaller bus opens up. It's Genie bus. No. Okay. It's Bryce Young. Mm. fucking team executives opening his door. He gets out looking cool as shit. He's got the new Beats by Dre. 
the whole thing. He's got a guy carrying the phone book that he has to sit on for the, for when they get to the hotel. Okay, and uh, the ad is for. 2024 Panthers season tickets available for a short time only. Ah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. But it's like he's fucking, he's the coolest guy. It's all slow mo. Yeah. Slow. Yeah. No, short. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I got the two confused. All right. Hey, Deshaun Watson just spraying balls all over the field, right? It's everywhere. Elijah Moore with, with 15 targets and two catches. Okay. Fucking Amari Cooper's out there. Yeah. Four catches on 11 targets. Just balls just spraying everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, uh, Snickers ad. It's, uh, you're not yourself after you allegedly sexually assault uh, several dozen people from massage tables. Because he was a good quarterback. No, he's not. Now he's, he's a Cheeks quarterback. So uh, it's a Snickers ad. That's the ad. <laughs> Deeper. I need you to read a line for me yep. on this ad. Okay. Line? Hold on. <laughs> the year's 2024, okay? Uh, Jonathan Gannon, he, ac he accidentally won four games. Oh. So they're out of the sweepstakes. It's, it's, it's tough sledding down there. Can't get people to buy tickets, nothing. Is Nikki Haley president? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Maricopa County. People aren't buying tickets. So Bidwell's at the presser. He walks out. People are like, oh, 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 oh. you know how they do. Right. Hey, oh. yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> and then. Uh, wait, wait. Can I be one of the reporters? Yeah. And then uh, he, he doesn't say anything. <clears throat> He pulls out a box. I need you to read this line. Yeah, I'm Bidwell. I just landed Cessna. Here it is. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? It's Kyler Murray. <laughs> uh, and Kyler Murray will visit your luxury suite after every Cardinals win in 2024. There's Kyler Murray. He's so small that he fits in the box. Wow. People are shocked. People are galvanized to buy tickets. I think we have a winner here. That's really good. I think that the Cardinals should oh, do that. Oh, it's excellent. Thank you. I That's appreciate great. it. Call back, too. Yeah. 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 Okay. thought there might have been some Haynes ex-tempo performance. That's crew. the joke. So, so, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Hey, all right. So you, all right, you ready? I've had trouble this week until I really did my study. I've had trouble remembering who won the Falcons-Packers game, okay? Because it was an odd score. It was a one-point game. Who can, who uh -huh. can be bothered? You know. All right. So, uh, so, so it's at the we're at the water cooler. Yeah. Guy named Thurman. Okay. Hey, uh, Thurman, you catch the you, hey Thurman, hey Thurman, <laughs> hey Thurman, you catch Falcon Falcons Packers yesterday. You know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> hey, cut to cut to uh, Thurman said, yeah, man, who'd have thought Jordan Love starting two and zero, oh, right? Right, because the Falcons won the game. So cut to the cut to the water cooler man looking all confused, and and then cut back to Thurman saying, "No, wait, who'd have thought Desmond Ritter would be two and zero? Right? Yeah, okay, yeah." So cut to the other guy. He's like, "All right, man, see you around, Thurman." Right? 
right? Cut back to Thurman. He's walking around all Michael, Sarah, dot Jif, like just uh, walking around lonely, uh, 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 lonely and despondent because he can't remember things too well, you know? Poor Thurman, right? So uh, some studies have found that in healthy people, ginkgo biloba might modestly boost memory and cognitive speed. And so I'm Thurman Thomas for ginkgo biloba uh, because I've had trouble remembering things. And you might remember famously, Thurman Thomas didn't, didn't remember where he put his helmet in a Super Bowl game. And so that's the ad. It's for ginkgo <laughs> biloba, a natural su supplement to help <laughs> with memory. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. It comes from real life experience for me. Yeah. Yeah, like I know somebody won that Falcons-Packers uh -huh. game. Uh -huh. I just can't remember which team. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks. It was the Falcons. <laughs> oh, here we are at the Chevy Trucks plant, all right? Got engineer Brian Dable. Just, he's, got his, he's got his protective eyewear on. Uh -huh. He's looking at the, uh, the, 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 the crash system where we crash trucks into walls to make sure they're really safe, all right? Yeah. We got crash, crash test crash dummies test. in there. Ah, slow pan. Front seat of the truck. It's poor fucking Daniel Jones. Just taking hit after hit after hit. It's like, hey, Chief Engineer Brian, I think we got it. I think we're good and safe. And we're good. And we're good and we're safe. And Brian says, no. Run it again. Run it again. And then just poor Daniel Jones hops back into the Chevy truck. Rams it straight into the wall. Looks up at the clock. Is it's fucking Dallas forty, New York nothing. You know, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I got you. That's the ad. That's good. Thanks. Uh, you want to hear the bad one? <laughs> I thought we were doing the yeah, bad one. Yeah, I thought ones. we were doing the bad ones too. Did you want to hear the really bad one that yeah. I was like, oh I got one. Yeah. God, this ad stinks all out. So Drew Brees running for governor of Louisiana. Like, uh, they're in a focus group. Height's going to be a problem. Yeah. He's like, oh, no. I got something for that. And hard cut where he's giving a speech. Hey, you guys, you grew up in the shoe. Mm. You work in the shoe. You live in the shoe. I sleep in a shoe. <laughs> I love it. Because he's so small. Yes. He <laughs> he's I got bad news for you, man. That's like above average for today that's really good like it a lot i don't know if that's gonna get him elected <laughs> short case 2023 uh 24 well it's 2023 right now it is it is yeah, yeah. So some of them have been 24 is all i'm saying oh, i'm just mixing it up yeah, dude yeah. we're gonna we're no, doing a two-three year rollout good to spray yeah a short rollout but a rollout yeah that's good okay that's good. um that's that's gonna be it 